From the 305 to the 303, welcome to TCSP. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Brian and the Casually Serious Band. quick real quick before we get into anything have you heard anything from dr brian in the in the last i don't know six months at all besides <laughs> he posted on social media because he was supposed to get back to me a while ago with another theme song for another show that i have to keep in the fucking pocket because he has no theme song for me but mm-hmm. i'm just wondering have you heard anything from dr brian i feel like uh he's 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 back to being his old hermit self man he's, he's locked away making riffs Man, if that were only the case, that man is touring. That man is touring. He is all right. over the place right now. Now that things are open, he's doing all types of stuff because he's a great musician, and that's what he should be doing. So, so he's, he's doing, doing, doing those things. He's doing the Steely thing and the yep. other. Okay, so so all this stuff. Okay, I th- for some reason, and I don't know why, I just I just assumed he didn't have time to do that full time. Like he was just like called up, like, "Yo, we need Doctor Brian, dude. He's the shredder of right. the freaking decade." Like pick him up he i thought it was just one off dates to get him if he's touring that that makes complete sense all right i feel like an ass now My well bad. you know he's also a professor um at a right. major university so he handles right. that work and then you know when he's done with that which is out at this time he can concentrate more on uh the stuff he really really enjoys well he loves his school work, obviously. he's a musician uh, man he's loving it we're not that important we're peons we're peons and yeah exactly and i'm basically i'm basically trying to get him to completely plagiarize somebody else's work <laughs> with his work uh so he probably wasn't on board with it right how's he not how's he not jumping on that i don't understand why I, that's like the first gig he shoots for i don't i don't get it i don't get it i don't know either man but <laughs> at any rate we are we are back ladies and gentlemen thank you as always for coming and hanging out with us at the casually serious podcast aka tcsp we tend to shorten stuff because um we're Americans and we like putting things in three and four letter packages. And if you don't like it, go back to Russia. We don't give a shit, you know. Right, right. But uh, nice today, time, today we are we're we're going all sort of three sixty irony because uh, we're talking about the ups and downs of uh, social media and the internet from its inception. Uh, and the only way to give you this information is through social media and the internet right now, <laughs> uh, which is exactly how we're getting it. So if anybody read my cute little quip about us talking about some stuff we probably have no power to change that is one of those things that we have no power to change but uh without further ado let's get into it right now ken man you wanted you had another kind of burning desire uh as we always talk about before the show starts and and uh before we start to this round table and decide what we're going to talk about you automatically were like uh social distortion uh you know the, the the internet and social media and how it's corrupting and everything is falling apart and it's hell and brimstone and whatnot so well i, I don't know if i'm taking it there just yet <laughs> I, I i did feel like you know this uh this deserved a good uh, a good discussion and I, I mostly because of our age and i feel like we're right we lived this we did you know in in meaningful yeah. years you know we weren't seven or eight like we were we were in junior high school into high school 
and getting into our early college days when all of this started to even, I'm just talking the internet <laughs> and, right. and getting cell phones because that's the beginning of this, right? I mean, you had to have the internet first and then everybody had to have computers in their hand really for a lot of this to work. I mean, social media, obviously you can do off laptops and and uh, and and desktops and whatnot, but come on, man, it's, it's all about what we have on our phone. That's when the usage started to really jump. So. That's where I felt like this topic is uh, is meaningful, and 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 as Bob so eloquently put, what better way to bring it to you than through social media? You know, my first, my very very first um, <clears throat> sort of introduction to internet uh, on an on a social scale was right around 1996 or 97. Uh, I, I was leaving Coconut Grove. I lived right behind Cocoa Walk. I don't know if you remember that. But I live right behind Cocoa Walk and soon getting ready to get married and take off to Texas. And uh, and I remember at the time talking to a friend of mine's ex-girlfriend that was like, hey, I haven't talked to you in so long, blah, blah, blah. Hit me up at this chat room. And I was like, what does that mean? And, and, and then, you know, she obviously it was a long correspondence. We couldn't go back and forth with that. So I was like, well, I guess I've just got to go to this address. And then I found out her name and I just kind of asked, like, how do I know this is you? And she said a few things that I was like, all right, well, that's you. But from there on out, I started talking. But then I remember feeling like this is kind of creepy because I can't tell the girl I'm living with who I'm about to marry that I'm doing this because it's going to sound all kinds of effed up. And just the fact that I'm doing it already feels like it's. A, so I just remember it being sort of a real creepy thing at first. And I just stayed the, the hell away from it. Like after that, I didn't have a lot of social interaction until like MySpace. Uh, and between that, LimeWire was my gig. So getting a bunch of MP3s and videos from LimeWire, that was my stuff. But in terms of the social, the social uh, beginnings of it in 96, 97, uh, it was just AOL chat rooms and uh, a couple I was in and out of and I was just like, you know what, this is a little too weird. Um, I've got to get out of this. So, Yeah, and that and that ultimately is what had to, I guess, we had to start with to get to where we are today. And, and like we were talking about a little bit earlier, having to kind of follow through with what we've seen from the beginning to now versus what kids today are seeing from birth essentially so they don't know any of what it took to get to this point so no. for somebody like myself who um you know later on i'll update my myspace account but that's kind of where i am and stopped <laughs> i had to get yeah. dragged into these things from other people to even get on a show like this to understand it i'm so inept in this manner uh, but my seven-year-old has got roblox and these things where she's got all types of stuff going on and they sit and watch each other play video games it's uh it's different it's different it's so it's so virtual it's just not there's no tangibility to anything anymore there's nobody that can just say pat your friend on the back or something or you're not really friends you know you're just kind of grouped in this odd you know, scenario of people that are all kind of chatting in a, maybe a chat room while they watch something on a screen. But there's no there's communication without anything really being said of any substance. So what does that really count as? Is that our I mean, do we feel like our kids are getting the the, the right amount of socialization in, in something like this? And I, I'm not necessarily stating that for the topic for the show, but it's just for me thinking about when I was younger, 
Um, from it was just high school when the internet was just kind of getting introduced. I remember my first cell phones. I think was in maybe my senior year of high school, the old style ones with the hard antenna, the external one you couldn't even push down or do anything with, yeah. you know, little Ericsson's or something like that. I think it were like two yeah. for one. And they were like a dollar a minute to talk on, but that's all they did. I mean, they they were for they were for emergencies and you'd have a phone, but I know the brick earlier, my dad had that too. So that was always crazy. My dad was a tech guy, but even when tech was silly, you know, we had the big floppy disks that were like, yay high. And, you know, yeah. that was that was tech, you know, we, we had the dial up really early. So, you know, we did, we had a lot in our family, I think before other people, but to me, I didn't know what that was all about, nor did I care. You know, that was my dad's stuff. It wasn't interesting to me. So until about what you said, mid nineties or so, when things started picking up and most of the communication started getting you know, set on the internet, because there was always an internet, but that, that base of sending the amount of information on it that they did took a huge jump from 95 to you know 2001. And then the amount of people in that time frame that jumped on board too. So that huge influx, I think, gets us to where we are today and all the competing social media yeah. uh, platforms out there that are trying to get a little piece of you to make sure you come over and check out what they're doing. And don't forget, and I'm glad that you mentioned at the very least um, your kiddo sitting and, and watching each other playing video games because video games um, it has a ma they have a it's a massive massive role in the expansion of, of video online and things like that because you know a lot of people don't remember it. I, I was actually one of the first people I remember in my group of friends. So all of me, all of my close friends, including you, anybody else you knew at one point, I was either trying to get you to play a video game or we were going to play a video game to kill some time. So or we were trading. Were we did a lot of trades and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone needed some money. We were selling games. video games. <laughs> yeah. Some, some people were into games and there were people like, you know, our boy Jay who comes on quite a bit. He's not into video games at all. Um, he doesn't care about them. It doesn't. It doesn't have that. They're clicking there. But at the same time, uh, I was one of the first people that had a PlayStation Two with the dial-up modem on the back, so I could plug uh, Ethernet cable into my dial-up modem on my PS Two and play golf uh, and Madden with with friends. And then eventually, Call of Duty Big Red One, um, Call of Duty Two Big Red One, which was I think two thousand three, two thousand four, and that's my my the first introduction I had to some people that i've known since then up until this point that i have their cell phone numbers that are on my facebook account i know them so well and i've never met them in my entire life we're talking wow. 15 sometimes 20 years of gaming with a lot of these core members of of my uh clan wmd shout out to wars most decorated um to my clan and it was and i i didn't i didn't fight it the entire time but as i look back on it now a lot of people who had nothing to do with that or didn't really they were either weren't gaming or in socializing over the, over the internet. They really couldn't understand that. They were like, how do you call this person a friend? I'm like, well, we have each other's backstory. Um, we know what to say and not say to each other. We, we probably know like what race you are, what a lot of shit that you probably don't really know about someone right away. We would get out during the course of killing each other over an hour or two, you know, like it's amazing how close I am with a lot of these folks, Merck, Ronan, uh, uh, Duke, a lot of these guys, just so many guys I can name that are just friends of mine up to this point right now. And it's all virtual. And I, I mean, obviously I know where they live and they're, they're real people, but, <laughs> but they're crafted, <laughs> they're crafted friendships and it's, they started in a headset and that is it. Like we played for years before we were like, all right, I'll give you my real name and you can catch me on Facebook. 
because we played for years before Facebook was really big, you know, like, but that's another part of it all. And, and I find that to be good, but damn it, man, there's a lot of really bad shit uh, on the internet and what the internet brings in terms of taking your privacy and, and everything that we're doing right now. Um, it, there's, there's so many levels to, it. if you haven't watched the social dilemma on Netflix, ladies and gentlemen, watch that damn show, find a way to watch it. And it will completely change the way you log in. You're going to, you're going to actually probably step back from Facebook and other shit for like a day. And then you'll go right back to that. shit. But <laughs> you'll, you'll freak out a little because you'll start realizing how, when you say certain things, this pops up on your ad feed. You didn't have, you didn't type it anywhere, but you said it like, a lot of this stuff is very invasive, and that's the stuff that I don't love. But that's also the stuff, like I said earlier, that that we can't do shit about. And as I said to you before this show, you and I, our generation is the last group of people that will ever have this conversation because after this, it's normalized. But up right. until this point, cameras weren't everywhere. We were we were riding our bicycles when we were freaking playing around as kids. Like, there's a lot of invasive stuff going on that's connected to the internet that I I can't get down with, but I can't fight. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to stop someone from selling your information? Because you clicked yes on the fucking waiver what on whatever app you, you said yes to, your info is going to get sold to. So right. I know that's a that's a big leap I just took from the beginning of the Internet to now. But the fact that it, it became profit at some point, and as it always does, when it becomes for profit, that's when shit goes real bad. And, and that's, it's out of yeah. control right now. Nope, that's absolutely true. And I mean... It, it's the information that they are getting has a lot to do with what you would put out there or what you choose to put out there too. But there's stuff that you don't realize that they're also taking as well. And obviously that gets into all types of algorithms that they do, which we could care less about, but there is something you can do about it. And then that's just never be a part of it. You know, don't right. have any accounts. Don't do any of it. You know, none of it, none of it. And that's just I know insane, some folks though, that do that's that, insane. You know? <laughs> it, it is, but I know some people that actually try, they refrain from, they have nothing to do with this. So, you know, getting back a little bit to what you were saying before too, with, with, with the virtual and, and becoming friends with people like that. And even with what my daughter's doing, I'm okay with all that, but I feel like there has to, it's still got to be some kind of moderation. Like you can't be like, that's my whole group of friends. You know, I don't have right. a place to go to like, we used to play video games all the time, but it would be going to somebody's house and we would be in their house and we'd be playing video games together, you know? So there was this physical thing that kind of went on too, you know? And the virtual thing is cool. Cause yeah, you could reach more people. And, and I think that's awesome, but people still need to get out. They need to be able to go yes. out and yeah. do stuff, you know? And that, see, look, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law is one of those people. I didn't want to name my name. Actually, I wasn't it's thinking the same about thing back then. If, if, <laughs> if we were sitting inside of a house when we were 16, 17 years old playing video games, we would do that for a period of time, and then we would go out somewhere, like you said, eventually. So it would, it would be a section. Uh, it would be more of like a private social event for us. But like you're like you're saying right now, now it's basically the basis. Uh, it's the only, in some occasion, right. social interaction a lot of people are getting, and that's a right. very very dangerous and thing. It, 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 it that's that's the weird thing about it all. I think so too. And I mean, you've got some people, obviously they've made their careers from this, you know, and there's people that are doing this and they're creating this um, ability to kind of make their own, you know, self-worth out of whatever it is, whether it's your body, yeah. your voice, your whatever it is that you're doing. And honestly, for that, I think it's great. 
I mean, I think it really gives kind of like everybody a platform in one way. Look at us. I mean, you, you wouldn't think of being able to just do your own show, a podcast. What's that about? You know, I worked yeah. hard and went to, you know, schools to try to get on the radio to do some sports radio. And it took a long time just to get to that. And I was at somebody else's mercy to when I was going to be on, how long I was going to be on, and even the stuff I could say. So, you know, being able to do something like this and say whatever the heck I want and be able to speak my mind and do so in front of, you know, whatever it is, whether it's two people or 2,000, it's cool. I like it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. So I like the fact that people can do that. And whether it's doing something like this or selling your products or trying to get people to see your art, whatever it is, it gives these people an outlet for that, which I think is very positive. But it's more in line with what the kids are learning and what they do and how they utilize it and how parents kind of mitigate that use, I think, is what everybody is kind of grappling with now. Well, the the tech, the need for tech and the need for the next version of tech is really not anything new. And I know I know parents can can think about it as something that's a new thing and a new craze, but it really isn't. Um, you know, it's just the same thing as you as we had with like garbage pail kids. We want the next issue, you know, and it's always about getting the next one and the next one and the upgrade. It's just more of on a larger scale now. And this country, right. America, is all about having the nice things and the great things and the, and the, but the slick thing about telecommunications um which was something that you know at&t all these things when 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 calling collect was the thing to do they really tapped into your need to want to reach out and touch someone uh, speak to somebody in your family and and so like that need to be in touch with someone was how they sold the package the package unbeknownst to you was billing you every minute eventually and all this other stuff that came to be known as cell phone packages and shit like that. But eventually they tied that into it. And I always said to myself, well, how can a child have a cell phone? But then when you realize the only friggin' way you're going to be able to get access to your kid fast is through that cell phone, then you got to get your kid the cell phone, dude. Like, there, right. so then it becomes like a no decision thing. You just, like you said, you just got to wait till what year and what age do you want to wait before they, you know, so they can get social tendencies, obviously, before they start replacing those social tendencies with their phone. Um, that's a big thing right there, man. You know, like, right. I, it's not one of the things I ever, I knew I would ever have to think about because I, you know, probably will never have kids. But I, at the same time, that's a tough portion of it all, man, because you can't control it. You know, it's yeah. out of your hands now. And as far as they know, this is this is normal. They see this all the time. They see everybody yeah. walking around staring at their phones everywhere they go. And then when they're at work, they're staring at a screen. So, you know, that's all that kids see. And how do we learn anything? This is what we do. We watch our parents and we see what our parents are doing. And that's what they're doing. So everybody, they, they get, you know, a lot of kids just give them the phone, to keep them quiet, whatever it is. So, and I don't mind that to an extent. I do it as a parent. I'm just saying that there has to be some sort of moderation to it like anything it can't be good for yeah. the kids eyes i mean you can get into all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day we got to really be able to say you know go outside i mean my parents would do that we were inside all day you know playing playing madden which we would do all the time on my nintendo because i wasn't as lucky as bob to have good systems we would get uh, kicked out <laughs> we would get kicked out we would they'd be, go outside my parents would go do what i don't care just go outside do it outside. You need to be in the sun. You need to go outside. You need fresh yeah. air. You need to go do things like that. Stop staring at the screen and, you know, playing a terrible football game. You go back to look at what Tech Mobile was compared to today, but still good times. I, I, I feel that as a parent now, 
the responsible thing to do is to obviously allow your kid to be a part of this because it's something that all kids are doing, but you don't want to let them go too far with it. Like you have to have some limitations to it because of what's out there. And especially as your kids get into the teen years and you need to be a little more careful with some of the sites that they're going to be visiting and some of the things they're going to be sharing with their friends. So I feel like we all need to have a good understanding of what's happening with our kids in the social media world and be able to at least limit them from doing certain things. My, my kid at seven, you know, is in some chat rooms and some video game. And I don't, and I'm like, who is this? I don't, it's this kid. I'm like, I don't know. That's not a kid. Who knows if that's a kid? So we like shut down the chat thing in that game. Like this is not, you can play this game. There is no chatting going on with who you think the kid is on the other side. So, um, you know, but you got to keep an eye on that, man. Otherwise I would have known the kids next door said, oh, download this thing. And the, the kids love it. And then all of a sudden. There's weird people talking to my daughter, man. <laughs> I, I have a super, no good. I have a super, um, I have a super nerd ass story. Okay, so listen to this. Um, my friends and I, <laughs> yeah, nerds, <laughs> shut up, Meg. Yeah, all of my friends and I were very. Uh, I would call it. I would surround myself with responsible gamers when I when we were because my clan was all about. What does that mean? Never cheating. Responsible. Oh, okay. Never cheating. Okay. Yeah, never cheating. Um, like good game. All this shit. Like play the game and win within the parameters and stuff like that. So, right. you know, and then when you, if you heard something screwed up in the background then you, you then inquire about it, you know what I mean? Like, cause shit goes on in the headset that you don't always hear in real life, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, some of us are playing a game and then in a, in a party comes this kid and we, we start hearing him, uh, you know, just trying to get along. And he was actually, he sounded super professional for being what I think at the time was like nine. Um, so and then some dude on the other end was like, hey, man, uh, you know, F you F this and just started getting really like racy and sexual with a young with a young kid. And, and, and for anyone freaking out, that's just how Internet people are. Plus video gaming. It's just like the vulgarity. There's no levels like you can say whatever you want to a kid if the kid's there. So basically what I did was, hey, kid, do you have a mom or dad next to you? Yeah, I do. Put that man on the headset right now for me right now if you could so i got this guy on the headset so i talked to him for about a minute i started saying yo man like how are you letting this kid get on this game da, 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 da. and he's like misfit i know you done this is sks so, so this was another guy who was in a, a rival clan that i knew very well his son running under a different name and and he was like dude are you seriously pulling me aside and policing i go look man if you listen to what this guy's saying in the chat right now he's saying a lot of shit i don't think your kid needs to hear and he started hearing what this kid was saying and he was like oh dude thank you so much and i'm like listen i know that you're the probably the same age as i am and blah 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 you got a kid and whatnot but you need to pay attention to what your kid's doing even in these video games like you just said and this is dude this is 2000 let's call this 2006. <laughs> you know what i mean 2005 like we were like, yo, you've got to make sure that you you use the headset. You let your kid play, but you use the headset because what they're hearing is really more. I know it's part of the game and all that, but you've got to find that in-between point, man, because right. this, the kid was hearing some shit he, that like you, you shouldn't hear at a bar, let alone for a 10-year-old kid. So and it was just a coincidence that it was a, a friend of ours kid. But like you say, man, to police, that's part of it's part of like. It's already part of culture right now, and I and I and I liken it to when my mom used to just plop me in front of a TV, like the beginning of Dream On that we discussed <laughs> during our 
sitcom. Yeah. Um, plop me in front of a TV just to shut the hell up, dude. You know, whatever. You have carte blanche. Here's a remote or at the time, reach for the channel and turn it. Um, but but that was our babysitter, our pacifier. And yeah, that's not a great way to do it either. My my I was raised in a home that my mom would rather have me there in front of her than anywhere else. So it's the opposite of what you're saying, but and that's where I, my love for video gaming probably was spawned. But at the same time, there was a need. You you've got to find a way to be social, and I always found ways to do that. That has got to be insane as a parent right now to try and juggle all that along with making sure your kid gets like other human time. Right. You know? And then maybe during this pandemic where you, you couldn't go anywhere, dude, that's like, <laughs> it kind of really, it made it, it made it very difficult. There's, there's no yeah. doubt. And and I give it up to all the parents out there uh, that had that's to right. deal with that and that, you know, work to make it happen. You know, it did what you had to do. Everybody out there, you know, I have one, I have one and it's, there's two of us and it seems like a lot. So Anyone that's right. got two or more, woo, you know, more power to you guys. But still, this is something I think that, yeah, that's a it's comment just came across that, that more kids are playing because of COVID this year. And, and again, if it brings them into a gaming situation that even provides some sort of a social setting for them that could be positive and they could meet people to, as Bob was saying, that you for many years, you create this kind of bond. And it's different, obviously, than the kids on the block, but that's still a cool network to be able to have so long as yeah. you also have kids on the block that you're friends with too, or, or you can go somewhere and hang out outside. And even if it's just to play kickball in the front with your dad, like I did on father's day with my daughter, which was fun. So, I mean, you got to do stuff like that. You have to be able to, to, again, just moderate, I think more than anything else, not to, not to, you know, sit there and, and, and talk to everybody and tell everybody how to parent. But I just feel like the more moderation for the kids as they're younger, will help them will help them a little bit to understand what that means so they can move forward and still have you know casual conversations with people in person and and not have that feel awkward because that's almost how it is for us doing stuff online and doing stuff like this is awkward where for the kids there this is going to be no problem but speaking to human beings in person is more of an awkward or less done situation so it's something you use less i should say so right that's that's no good in any point like we we don't need that i notice it more with people not making eye contact not looking at people do, do when we talk not to though? them <laughs> do, what's that do we not like if you think about this it, 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 and you, what you're saying is is true only in line with the thoughts the the, the thought process and the way we grew up so here's the thing right. the question i'm posing right now is do they need to be as social as we were like, because the deal is this, like we all, everyone wanted to have a, a button they can push to get some shit in the mail. We've got that right now, dude. So and right. no matter what you want, that will pop on your doorstep at any moment in time. So we've got all that shit now. They don't realize what all of that entailed. We didn't realize how many planes, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles that were going to be all over polluting the world because of all of it. That shit didn't really matter. Right. It, it's, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I find it to be one of those things now. I think maybe society is leaning to be. Um, let's say if it was at some point 90% outdoor social talking, face-to-face -face eye contact, I think maybe the world is finding a way to exist on 50-50. Yeah, but that's and, a and big I, I number. Just, that's a big number is, to have I'm not, not have real social interaction, though. Yeah, I mean, I feel that's right. why you, you get to the point but what's where... what's real? 
Well, yeah, but what's real is that human life becomes depreciated because that's the way I think it's hap- what's happening now. Yeah. People yeah. are devaluing human life because their images, their sounds, their voices, we're not really meeting people and seeing people and being able to interact with people. So the less people do that, the more introverted they become. And it becomes the situation where people don't know how to do this anymore. We don't, we don't know how to communicate. We don't know how to understand that we all right. live in a society and that we need to find a way to work this out together. You know, And that's just in common daily consideration for people, whether it's when you're driving or doing anything anywhere, to just have common consideration for other people. And that goes a little bit to humanity and a whole different story. But still, yeah, I feel like the that's more, already a problem. Right. But the more human interaction, or I should say the less human inter- interaction we start to have, I feel like we're just making that problem even bigger, where we're just not, we're going to communicate on such a different level. And human life is just devalued. I mean, you see that every day, another shooting, more people are dying. And it's almost like, well, that's that's what it is. And it, it, it just feels like that it's not as catastrophic when it happens anymore. You know what I mean? It's like we don't look at murders or anything as being people dying in any kinds of shootings or anything. It's being catastrophic anymore. The, the loss of life we had through, you know, COVID, it's like, it's, yeah, okay, that happened. But I don't know. It just, it seems like, yeah, all right, let's move on. We go, we go on to the next thing. You know, that's, that's the part that I feel like is going to be the most adversely affected. Positive sides galore though, man, uh, when it comes to social media though, as we talked about a little earlier with businesses being able to promote people being able to show their art and even friends being able to connect people that haven't talked in a long time, people you consider, you know, that maybe at one point in your life you were close friends, but you know, life gets in the way and you're separated. This is a great way to really be able to stay connected with certain people. Yeah. I know in my life I've I've appreciated having it for the most part. I don't utilize it a lot, but I like the fact that it's there and I think it's a neat way to kind of for people you do care about, uh, you can you can always sneakily follow what's going on in their life. It's sneakily a word. It is a word, actually. Cool. It sweet. Is, sweet. Thanks. Andrew, what's up, man? I was actually on the popped up. I just got done talking about you and all of the people that I've known for 15 plus years that I have never sh- shaken hands with or anything like that. We were talking about how the internet was, a- was able to help us forge relationships or let us forge relationships with people that we might not actually see ever in our entire lives in some odd way and how we might be the last generation to sort of appreciate that because, you know, as we're saying right now, I believe that the need for face-to-face interaction has just lessened a lot. But it also, if you think about it, and I'm thinking about it from this point of view, we were pulled in, we couldn't go anywhere for a year, all this other stuff. You know, that time, the time I just spent in Florida was freaking amazing. Like, I've never seen water so watery. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like I think it's just sort of gives you the ability to, as, as, as our age, know what it's like to not want to be locked down. As you get older, you start realizing why your parents were like, go outside. You know what I mean? Because... There's a lot of shit there to see out there, you know what I mean? And, right. and it's not what Facebook is, it leads you to believe. But, you know, it's just it's one of those odd things, like you said. I used it as a tool when I first started getting on the Internet. I think the first, besides uh, MySpace, was like classmates. And I was trying to look for people that I hadn't spoken to in like 15 years. It was like a really fun thing to like dig through people. And uh, I was never able to get a lot of people because I didn't want to join on to any of that stuff. But... Facebook did it for me, man. Facebook was the one thing that like, oh, okay, this is an actual picture of somebody I know. 
they'd hit me up and I, and I would be able to confirm that. And I believe that Facebook is the one thing that grabbed me, I think, more than anything. And I'm not even on there as much as a lot of people. And I've got a lot of stuff going on with the Cannabis Cowboy thing and all this other stuff. Like, And even then, I'm nowhere near on as much as some of the other people who have used it and embraced it as a business. So like you say, there's a there's a, a balance that has to be strict, stricken somewhere in there, whether you have to go outside and, you know, talk to real people and all this other stuff. But there's there's also massive ways to get income sitting in front of this and doing what we're doing. By the way, this is not one of the ways we use to get big income in any freaking way. This is quite the opposite. This show costs us money. Um, and, and we still uh, love it. We still love it. So there, but there's ways to go out there like like we know. Um, as a parent, you're coming from a position of, dude, I don't want my child constantly laughing and crying and stuff like that and not experiencing that in real life with someone because there's there is a definitive need as humans for us to be in the at the very least in the same room with each other speaking uh and it's a very important thing i think but what my other point is is as generations go on i don't feel like that's going to be as important later on like your like your your kids kids and your your kids 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 like by that point it's like Oh, talk to talk over the video for, you know, half the time, you know, oh, I never saw I don't see my cousin anymore. Yeah, you do. You talk to him on the video all the time. Like, you know, it's just like mm -hmm. it, it, it'll be different, but sort of the same. I don't know. We, we have a way of normalizing weird shit as Americans. So that's true. I mean, it's the same thing. I guess our parents went through with, you know, they grew up with you know, TV just being invented, essentially, and then yeah. turn, turning into what we were able to have and ultimately get from, yeah. I know we grew up with five channels, but I, we, I also remember being a teenager when, you know, cable came out and all of a sudden we had 40 channels. So that right. was huge, you know, and it was trying to, I guess they had to figure that out too. And video games became more popular through that time, although very archaic. It was still something that was yeah. taking up a lot of, you know, kids' times and parents had to try to learn to mitigate mitigate that. And I remember that, like I said, I'd get kicked out. Like, all right, inside time, cool, now get outside. So I felt like I was, that's how they were doing it with me. I feel like I want to do the same with my child. Everybody can do as they want when raise their kids the way they want, but you're right. We find a way to kind of just, you know, uh, acquiesce to whatever kind of is happening yeah. within our country. And, and as things change and as obviously we progress, uh, we're going to get to the point where this kind of stuff is going to be you're right, not not something that's going to really be looked at as even being a problem at all, because this is just we're used to bring well, not growing up with this. this exactly. This is what this is, you know. And and there's so many of them. I mean, the thing that really gets me the most now is like for me, wasn't MySpace Facebook? I mean, didn't they do pretty much the same thing? Did Facebook just do it better, or what? You know what I mean? Like I felt like they kind of it was kind of the same thing, right? It's it pictures, a, little description, stuff like that. It's a hair split. I think it's a hair split on that one because what what MySpace focused on at the time was giving you a, a few different functions which were very very popular at the time. So you've got your page, and then putting your icon up there was a big massive thing. But then having the ability to have top friends, which would kind of slide. Which I didn't find out for a long time. Mother people actually saw you do that when you did it. Like, oh shit, I was number three yesterday. Now I'm eight. What's up with that? You know, like you had that, and then you also had the ability to sort of have like a jukebox playing on your, uh, on your, on your page. But you didn't just click a button and have that shit happen. You had to go through like a small programmer knowledge base in order to figure out how to embed that into your page. Like I remember having to learn code on MySpace and I was like, oh shit, I'm a programmer now. Like, you know, and it made you kind of feel 
in loop with that. But then I was like, I'm sick of doing this. I don't want to do this. Like I want I would just tell people, yo, how do you cut and paste this so I can make my page look cooler? But um, Facebook sort of came right in the end of that. And, and, and I, I think really what they did was they just sort of found a bigger way to, to take what MySpace did and then let that explode into them because they basically went from, um, you know, and I, you couldn't play music, but you could post all, all the pictures you wanted. And, you know, there was a, uh, I think there was like knock, knock or some poking shit at the very beginning yeah, of Facebook. Poke, it was poke, it seems so right. was, now. like somebody poked me. I'm like, I've been poked. Right. What does this very mean? Very odd. It still what happens. Is this, are, are we dating now? What, what does right. this mean now? The poke? Oh my God, I've been poked. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know where the where the split went, but I mean my space my page is still up. I can go visit it. It's really crazy. It's totally still up. Yes, because wow. what they did was they turned it into like uh, a music page for people to basically just spread their music out. You know, so it was like a free place to sp- to put all the put all your music and stuff like that. So they didn't kill anybody's page as long as you went up there every few years and logged in, you'd be all right. And I still remembered all my shit. So my my MySpace page is still live, which is crazy. But yeah, I don't know how Facebook got the the, the power they did, but obviously we know right now they did because oh, yeah. uh, a great portion of that social dilemma uh, show is uh, about how they monetize things and, and and how your time, whether you know it or not, is costing you. Um, because if you want to be able to see certain things and have certain things. Um, they actually choose what you see. Like a lot of people think that, oh, look, my timeline is based on what I click. Well, that may be partially true, but more true than that is the fact that when you're on YouTube and stuff like this, they they try and feed you stuff. So they automatically put in your line of key lime pie, they throw a cherry slice in there and like, yeah, I don't like that. That shit passes by you like six times. And the seventh time you're like, dude, I'm going to try the pie. And you bite it and they're like, we got you. And so then they start feeding you other information and giving you suggestions based on that. And it's a very, very psychological thing that I don't think a lot of people grabbed onto at first. And either that or, like you said, acquiesce. We found a way to just say, whatever, let them, let, it, let them do it. Let them take my knowledge and my pictures and use them for advertisements in Beijing or shim shit. You know, like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, what? how can you fight it? That's the problem right now. Like, besides, like what you said, um, you know, not getting on there at this point, if you've got a Facebook page, you need to singularly delete every single page and post and picture before you delete your, um, profile before you can erase any of that. And that's not even a guarantee that it's gone. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it is. I mean, and, and with what it's expanded to from that, even, I mean, there's, you know, Facebook, Instagram, fine, Twitter, great, but Snapchat, you know, TikTok. I I don't I don't I don't I don't get these you know I know I I'm too old I guess to, to, to understand <laughs> I this but I, I don't I don't know what's happening here what is the I mean Snapchat's like there's pictures but they're only there for a little bit I mean that seems like you're inviting people to do things that you're not supposed to do this is like telling you hey dude put whatever you want out there because that's just going to disappear soon and it's all good you're asking kids to send stuff that they probably shouldn't be sending to each other that's all I'm thinking I, hell with it I mean they're probably having a great time with it I mean where the hell was that they when are. we were kids but they still. Are. <laughs> And here's the thing. We grew up, and I don't know if it's because of it's a South Florida thing or where, you know, where the time, blah, blah, blah. It could be a million factors. But we grew up 
where and I know myself because you know our friends don't have don't have a lot of pictures of me, but a lot of people as a whole didn't necessarily want their picture taken uh, unless they were asked or you know what I'm saying like so the whole candid thing w was odd to deal with, but now we see people who are purposely taking pictures of themselves, the selfies, all these other things, and to me it seems to be it's such a vain thing that I could never really like. And I've taken selfies before. I'm, I mean, obviously, this isn't something that I'm like, oh, dude, I could never do that. You know, it just becomes it became normal for the world, but not necessarily me or anybody, you know, that I know. But it's just those weird little actions like a lot of those things, TikTok, Snapchat, that has to do with putting yourself out there right. and performing, doing a song or a dance or doing some shit or flicking your nipples and doing a twirl or some shit like and a lot. There is a lot of nipple flicking. Trust me. There's a lot of uh sexualizing of it too which a lot of people sort of gleam over but it's i don't want to badmouth any specific social media place but i go to one specific one and hit a button to look for something and automatically there are pictures of, of young girls like dancing and obviously sexual i mean it's just like come on dude like i don't i don't need to see this like i'm just trying to like go to a search engine on this app and and maybe look for something else but automatically things start populating because they want you to see stuff. But I'm just like, God, man, like, and I, I understand, you know, I like, you know, the female form like any other dude, but at the same time, my God, dude, like <laughs> it's it, it, this one particular platform is just thrown in my face. And I'm like, I can't even, I can't even mess with it anymore. It is annoying as Facebook can be this one in particular. It's just like, dude, come on. This, that girl's obviously not 18 years old, you know, flopping around, blah, 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 blah. And it's not naked nude or anything like no, that. Come on, dude. Right. Come on, dude. <laughs> if, I, if I'm dead, I'm no. not going to be too thrilled about that. Come on now, really? No, <laughs> dude, thank you. That's exactly what I mean, dude. If you're dead and that's your kid, you're like, dude, no, that's not going up. Like, And I imagine there's going to be a time in your life where maybe you're, you're a kid, you're going to be like, dude, no way. There's no way that that's on the internet right now. Take that off. Take that down. And then so there'll be that kind of conversation because right. you're your child can get on the internet as fast as you and I just did. No, of course. Right and this, and oh. also be able to have a, you know, an account and maybe an account that, you know, I don't know about. So, I mean, and I'm sure way more friends. Yeah, right. There's plenty, plenty, <laughs> plenty of way more friends. So I'm going to know any of them, but you're going to have a whole lot of them. Yes. 99% male. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, and it's, it's something that I feel like I'll have to, you know, keep a pretty close eye on, but at the end of the day, hope that, you know, my daughter just makes good decisions. What are you going to say? I don't put anything against, women girls even deciding that they want to flaunt or get dressed up they have every right to do that truthfully i'm never against that per se but like you said it's it's the positions they get into and the things that they're doing and i understand that it's something that they all do because that's at least with TikTok. it's like they get a move and then that's what that's like the hot thing and everybody does this move in right, different right, places right, right. right that's the best i can i can gather from it but that's some of the accurate. stuff they're doing is is fairly sexual in nature and yeah. like you said when you know a 34 year old gorgeous woman is doing it, i'm gonna be like hell yeah or even a woman that's not as gorgeous but she's old enough <laughs> but when you see the 12 year old doing it you're just like Oh, like, no, Dude. I'm not sure yeah. you should be doing yeah. that. If you did, maybe it should be in your house. It shouldn't be for, like, everybody to be looking at this. That's just probably, it's probably not right. That That's where I feel like it just gets too open. It's too much. Like, there needs to be some sort of, yeah, let's let's keep an eye out there. There's some there's some crazy MFers out there. It's you don't dangerous. need watching it that, that, you don't need seeing that. You don't want that. You don't want to invite that is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? The normalization, like like we say, is the problem because I think 
it's a form of, um, and I don't want to get into this big discussion about it. It's a form of programming because the more they throw those pictures in there, and, and let's say I'm deciding to scroll through all this stuff, if they throw one out of every 10 that's slightly inappropriate, eventually that is going to be less inappropriate to your brain. Do you know what I mean, man? Like, yeah, that's so the, true. So yeah. it's the odds thing where they keep putting stuff. And again, I'm not on that app enough for that to happen, but there are there obviously are people that are on that app so long for that to happen. And, I, you know, I think I think it's hard for us because as a parent, obviously, it's something you don't like to see. You want them to be outside. You want them to, you know, go out and spend time with their dogs. Uh, you want the dogs to want to spend eat. time with you? It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I think I just think it's a I just think it's a really hard thing to, to balance, it, let alone as a human, but as a parent, man. For sure. Um, let me ask you this though: if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about this. What do you think is because I, I could do a fair amount of slamming of the internet all day long, um, <laughs> but but again, our word won't get out unless we're on it. So, uh, what do you think is the one of the great things currently uh, about the internet? What do you, what what is the one of the great things you see now? Whether it be something that's happening now that's been an, a, a sort of an accumulation of ideas over the years, what is good about the internet at this point in the world? I think so I you, think ultimately it's the connectivity of people. Like definitely not anything more because the the news, everything else that goes through social media is so terrible. But I think ultimately just the connectivity of people that they have that ability to connect in a way that's different than before. Before you had to actually decide, I'm going to call this person. I haven't talked to them in a long time, you know, and yeah. now there's just there's so many more means of making a connection that could be somewhat meaningful, even if it is just a chat or you know, something written on a picture somebody posted, like you have now a connection you may not have had before with somebody that, yeah, I mean, you could, your other side of this could be, well, if they really meant something or were important to you, you, you know, to have a closer relationship, blah, blah, blah. But there's some people in your life you won't have like that. You're going to have acquaintances. Yeah. You're going to have close friends. You're going to have family, but you can have acquaintances in your life and people that, hey, you know what? There was a time where we were close and blah, blah, blah. And you want to connect with those people. So I think the connectivity of people is probably the biggest benefit, I would say, of social media, not necessarily the internet. You get to the internet, I think it's commerce overall, but if it's just for social media, it's the connectivity of people would be my answer. That's yeah. two answers, I, I, even though you asked me one question, but I gave you two answers. <laughs> yeah, and again, I, I honestly, I can take the biggest con of the internet as the same exact answer that you just said, because whether or not we like it um or even decide to believe in it you know the earth a is round and uh and b uh that information that we pass to each other it be, does not belong to us after we let it go out of our hands out of our email you know whether it be clipped and sent and whatever the case may be that that is no longer our property and that's a that's a scary thing man the scary thing is that our information is all out there um, I used I was probably more paranoid than mo than most people when it came to it, and I've got like five Alexa devices in my house now. It's just like, screw it, man. If she can turn my lights on for me, dude, and they're gonna track me. Who gives a shit? I'm not doing anything. Going to work anyway. Maybe hitting a fishing pond, and you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, I guess right. there's probably another group of people in the world that do not want to be tracked for very specific reasons. Correct. Uh, but I am not of that cloth. <laughs> anymore <Right. Yes. laughs> you know i i i think that i'm I here think, i'm here what do you want what do you want <laughs> right right and again that's also that's also a good mindset if you were on the other end of this you're like yes yes exactly 
Like we want you to, we want you to be normal and cool with this and be nonchalant because that's what we wanted you to do anyway. There's, right. you know, it's almost like there's this automatic conformity about the internet that I don't love either, you know, and, you know, if you want this application or if you want to be able to do this and do that, well, you've always, you, you just clicking accept is a long laundry list of shit that we scroll through just to say, I accept. Right. And uh, if you ever read any of that stuff, it would be, it would just, you may not accept. <laughs> you might not. Then if you knew what any of it meant, you definitely wouldn't accept it. I mean, yeah, that's it's true. not written in a, in a way for us to understand. It's absolutely not. And the protections there are still weak because that's, you know, it's still a little bit of uncharted territory in a lot of ways. And you see that even with the government fighting with a lot of these companies uh, for many reasons, you know, whatever it is and the current flavor of the month. But there's always something that the Internet giants are doing that's creating a problem in Washington, which relates back to commerce, which I just mentioned recently for Internet that is by far the greatest part of the internet is what it's done for commerce because you don't have to be walmart you don't have to be the multi-million dollar chain you can get your products to people now anybody can get their products to people now that's the type of commerce not necessarily talking amazon obviously the benefits of that and being able to shop online things like that but just going back to being able for the everyday person to utilize this um, as a as a manner for them to not have to spend money to buy it, get a storefront or do anything like that. They can sell their products right out of their home. And I mean, for me and my own business in swimming pools, it's a problem like there. I can't do retail like that's I do everything in my business for repairs and right. services and construction. But we don't do retail because we can't fight the Internet. I'm not going to sit there and fight somebody over 20 bucks for a pool cleaner or a filter. I'm not going to do that. So we yeah. knew back in the 90s, we were not going to do retail. Retail's dead. So that's the side that the commerce part obviously hurt, but it's, it's, it is what it is. It's similar to, I guess we can almost, I just thought of this now, I guess related to the social networking thing is kind of making human interaction dead with commerce dying with retail stores. You're buying everything online. You're killing another human interaction there too. So internet definitely jamming in between people connecting, <laughs> but at the same time, allowing a few more people to connect just in a different way. So take all that. I just confused the hell out of myself. So I don't know what the hell I did to anyone listening to that, but figure it out you know i just saw a very small little piece about what it's like to work in an amazon fulfillment center uh it didn't look great i i saw how the uh the person who created um like shipping and receiving warehouse robots that actually move product on wheels to different areas of the warehouse to put it away uh i think amazon bought that person's idea for lots of money and it is now a part of their warehouse system and the battle was like, okay, you took my job and took your job. Like, so it was one of those things where everyone's like, that's replacing people. But the, their their battle was like, that's not actually the truth. We're employing more people now because you know there's certain things that humans actually can do better and will do better. But as long as they have robots helping out with the BS work, that they're a little bit it's a little bit easier. So that's always one of those great things to hear. But then again, that could be another way to find a way to normalize the fact that. 10% of the jobs of the world now are no longer going to be needed by humans because robots can do that shit. So, you know, to hell with um, what kind of fuel and what kind of energy is used in order to power those things as opposed to the fuel energy used to power a freaking human. So right. there's, a, there's a, so there's a trade-off in there. And right. that's, those are the kinds of little gray areas I think that we forget about. So we always like, we love figuring out how to, you know, 
we get to A to B, but then that the, the traveling between A to B can be kind of scary and dirty. Um, and you know, someone in food service like myself, I worry about what like places like DoorDash and Grubhub are doing to the earth by having the ability for us to call them and say, I just want one cup of soup and then have that person be able to drive and bring that to us. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I worry about those kinds of weird things, man. And the internet is making it easier for us to do everything. And that just means we're getting lazy, dude. We were already kind of a lazy nation, right? Like, right. didn't we lead the world in like overweight and, and obesity and Still things do. like that? Like, yeah, you know, and so I don't think we need to have, you know, like there's things that, there's things that we want given to us and then there are people in power who are more than happy to make that happen you know right. and so what we need to do just like everything else is see why things are readily available why things aren't and then ask some questions i think people aren't asking a lot of questions when it comes to the internet they're just going accept 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 and then you you wonder why your face is uh you know selling uh i don't know bobcat urine somewhere Right, right. Well, I mean, that's why a lot of these these uh, lawsuits that that are happening at the federal level are a lot of you know antitrust suits, and there are a lot of things where you were pressing you know constantly on accept, 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 but they were going back against what they were saying they were doing. So now yeah. the government has stepped in a little bit, saying, okay, no, you know what, you can't keep doing this. If this is what you want from people then you need to be able to go ahead and say it. You need to be able to stand by that. And But for us to sit back and think that the government's always going to be looking out for our best interests, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't think you need to be thinking on those lines because I don't think they even know what they want to do. I mean, just the past few administrations have tossed the laws around of how they want to handle this stuff. So there's obviously a lot of fumbling going on, which is most of Washington anyway in every topic. But still, it's something that, you know, affects every one of us regardless of political affiliation so i i think you see both you know parties going against them when they do things wrong to at least try to shake a finger and say hey you can't do this you know as much as privacy reigns true always in our country there's going to be some level where that privacy you know stops you know stops for one person and starts for another so for these companies it's take 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 of our information but as far as what they can tell the government they're actually doing, that's a completely different story. And what the government could tell what they're doing, that is also a completely different story. And that's why they get right. away with a lot of it and why they're trying to rein in a lot of it, which would reduce a little bit um, what can and can't be done. So is that good or bad? Who knows? What if, With anything else in this world, is it going to be better if the government controls more of it and is supposedly looking out for our best interests? Who knows? Who knows? You know, in some cases, maybe yes, and and others not. You know, they're supposed to be there for the safety net. They're supposed to be there to protect the kind of guy, just the everyday Joe that doesn't, you know, doesn't know what they're doing and what they got into and they've been taken advantage of. But in these situations, the way they take advantage of is just by purging as much information as they can from you. Well, just like anything else, I think once uh, groups of people that are in power start getting their pockets hurt a little bit, that's when they start putting uh, resources into motion. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, we, we, we still have what people consider the dark web, which is, you know, not necessarily like a, a, another application that you go into. It's just knowing people in, in places and lo learning language and stuff like that. There were places like that before, but when this Silk Road place popped up and became popular, a huge place for you to go online and buy drugs online, there had to be governments and countries that say, hey, 
we actually make some pretty good money selling narcotics in our countries. These people doing it behind our back is not cool. Right. <laughs> and that's right. why that kind of shit gets shut down. You want to think it's because uh, it's for the good of the people. Well, no, dude, when you're dipping into people's pockets, man, like if you've got mm -hmm. money, uh, they'll they'll find a way to make things work and not work. That That's how, you know, people pull strings. And I know we're, we're very much on the fringe of, of uh, you know, talking about some shit that either people really believe in or really don't believe in. But at the same time, like I said, we're giving our information out, man. Everything, everything is public domain now, man. You know, Google your name, Google your your phone number, your address, and and find out how much shit you can find out about you when you are not logged into Google, and you are not logged into some of your things, uh, which is another invasive situation. A lot of people don't talk about. Google makes you sign in from all your browsers and stuff, so like all your search shit is is completely tracked all the time, mm -hmm. uh, and that goes into a big file of what they can put in front of you to try and sell you through advertising, which is really all we are being marketed as to the advertisers. We are just eyeballs that are going to soak up their product and hopefully buy it one day. Right. And until people start realizing that, you know, hey, you have because at this point we have to be OK with it. Um, you just have to limit the amount of stuff you put out there. And that's the hardest part for a lot of people. We want to share stuff so much, but you don't have to put your bank number on every single website you shop at. You don't have to. You don't have to log in to all of them all the time either unless you really need to track some of your stuff. But even then, you've got an email that's almost always going to have a, a, something you can track your stuff on. So there's ways to get around it. But uh, laziness is what's making the Internet dangerous for us. That's for sure. And that's with most. I mean, we're looking for conveniences in everyday life. Right. That's what Americans do. We look at how can we make this easier? How can you make this better? There's not a whole lot of new inventions to be made out there. So most people are just trying to make things better that already exist. And that's what... That's kind of where we're at now in this country. And I, I feel like this is something that we really did get to watch grow just because of, of our age and people in our age group that came and were, were, were born and raised without any of this and, and made it all the way basically through high school without any of this stuff. And then this was just introduced and it was kind of something we've been able to watch to this point. So I'm hoping I'll be that senior citizen that at least understands this stuff and I could be on top of it. Although um, my mom's right on it, dude. I got to tell you, man. She's barely a senior citizen. Love you, mama. But she definitely, she, she's on it, man. She knows this stuff better than I do. <laughs> well, uh, Tammy, Sarah, Angel, uh, Andrew, Brandon, thank you so much and uh, for coming and hanging out with us today. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. My mom, she has a smartphone, but it, it just turns it on or off, like, no, there's no voice. She uses it for a phone. It. It's for a phone. That's it's all it's all for. It's like I'm trying to get her to be like, I've sent her pictures and I know she has them, dude. Like this is no there's no cell phone in existence now that can't read that can't get us that can't get a picture. She just probably can't access it. And it frustrates me so much because she's like, You don't send me pictures. I'm like, Oh, I've sent you pictures, man. But like the way that we do that nowadays is not something you're down with. So she's like, Well, you just go to a one hour photo and I'm like, Tell me what one of those are. <laughs> Tell me because what up. So at, at any rate, at any rate, I want to thank everybody for coming and hanging out with us today, listening to us rant about the internet while being on the internet. Um, and then um, on top of that, for following us up to this point, if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so. If you haven't followed us on Spotify, please do so. Um, come and hang out with us every week, 9:30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, I am Bob. This is Ken, man. We are going to take off right now. Ken, man, you have anything you want to say before we take off, man? 
just want to thank everybody again for joining us. We really like doing this and uh, every week trying to come up with something new and fresh to talk about. So we appreciate you guys joining, all of you. And then those of you listening afterwards, thank you guys. Stick with us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I hear the screams for trying to figure out how can we how can we throw $2 a month at the Casually Serious podcast? We're in the works of finding that out for you right now. There's we know be, you want to do it. We know you want to do it. We just haven't done it yet. And I know really that it, it just costs us subscriptions is really what the main cost of us doing this podcast. And on top of it, it's therapy. So I'm, we're looking at it for a couple different a couple different attitudes, I think, right now. So um, at any rate, guys, I want to thank you again for coming and hanging out with us on TCSP. Uh, for my friend Ken, man, thank you so much for coming and hanging out, and we'll talk to you soon.